Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back, dear listeners that we love. How you doing? I hope your week's been good. It's another Thursday. I hope you're getting after it. It's uh, you're with Melon, Mike, and Raph. And uh, Raph's in an airport, just for info. He's literally landed, gotten off a plane, and he went and sat. And where he decided to sit was exactly next to those little golf carts they drive around the airport. And <laughs> he's had nothing but interruptions. People have been asking him if, they, if he'll drive them somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> So we've decided that he's at risk of being arrested for impersonating a pilot and that his real job is air taxi driving the, the golf cart around airports. How <laughs> you going there, Tio? Uh, I just got back from one of my terminal runs. I, uh, I took the group over to, ter- to Terminal D over here at SeaTac, and now I'm back by the duty-free. Things are good. Yeah. I get paid yeah. by the hour, so I'm good. I'm, I'm so glad Fuck. this finally comes out about like you know raps always like oh man i flew i had to fly to boston and i had to fly to seattle i, I i'm so tired you know he wears a pilot outfit and drives the golf cart at the airports <laughs> I, was, I was like he's, he's probably like you're like this is your captain speaking and he's like on the little intercom in the golf cart and he's telling her please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle we'll be landing <laughs> down in gate b you know and he just and then, and then he repeats it in spanish for his for his latin <laughs> customers as well you know he's a yeah but you look good uh, you look yeah. professional I, I just i i hate that that happened in front of you two de- de- degenerates that's that's the part that hurt the most god has a sense we'll of keep it just too. between us we won't tell anyone yeah of course that that's what i figured it was pretty good raps like oh hang on a second pulled his earpods out looked off to the top right <laughs> he's like no 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 and we both heard the question was, do you drive that? <laughs> golf cart. Uh, I bet it'd be fun to drive. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure with the, uh, I don't have the proper training for it though. It's got yeah. two, it's got a switch and a, and a, and a lever of some sort. It looks very complicated. Sounds like you're very familiar with it, actually. <laughs> like I've logged some miles on. I'm telling you, I just came back from the trip. Hey, I just did he, a, a quick Delta Delta terminal turn. He goes through extensive yeah. training. All right, they ha- they turn off the lights. He has to back it up uh, in multiple positions, like blindfolded. He has to work all the handles, all the all the steering. He has to work the buttons. Like it's a very stressful job, Melon. Well, Raph, it started it's two two episodes in a row that he's just copping it in the neck. I will say during the week, I walked in, I came home and there's a smell of beautiful food being cooked in the kitchen and I walked in and I just, I could hear Raph tell, talking and my wife put like a big pot of food down and just burst out with a massive belly laugh. And it was, it was the opening to last week where Portia was all sleepy and... Uh, yeah, there was no helping him. His little head was wobbling around. His hair was standing up straight on his head. And uh, yeah, I had the pleasure of walking in and my wife didn't know I was there and she was laughing her head off. <laughs> oh, poor Raph. Mike is so mean to him. Yeah, it does happen. I wasn't mean to him. I was just honest with him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I felt like I, like I was being ganged up on. It was it was funny as all get. I've never seen an adult with a head flopping around like that. Like you would you were straight up the bean. We had a three year old <laughs> on the call. <corners. laughs> you couldn't talk. Your head looked like a baseball mitt. It was fucking hilarious. 
And Mike, how's your week been, man? Oh, man nobody no cares. One, yeah, no one cares. No one, nobody cares at all. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we started out with the fun stuff because uh, the last few days have not been fun. Uh, no, Mike, what did you do this weekend? What store did you go to? Did you go get some crafts of some sort? Here we go. <laughs> I, it's a question. It's yes, an it's a question. question. Yeah, yeah. So I finished up training last week uh, and it's Labor Day weekend, you know, so we have four day weekend for the government, you know, just living off that government time and dime. And I was so excited to get done that uh, I really didn't take any time to plan anything for the weekend. Uh, so I was kind of sitting there like, you know, hurry up and wait type thing. And I was just like, damn. So, uh, so, you, so let's just just to be correct. Here, you have four days off. Is that correct, sir? I had. Yes, sir. Uh, that that would you could call it that. Yes. OK, you know, so like four days court. off. I feel like I'm in court. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm trying to get the facts here. So. In those four days, did you go hunting or drinking beer or I no, know, I, driving I was, race uh, cars or flying jet planes or anything that somebody would assume is manly? What did what, you do again? Sorry. What did you do in that four-day weekend? Well, since I could be labeled as having a very, very manly job, in my off time, I like to relax and just chill. So I did go to the beach for a couple hours just to like sit there and relax and get my mind right. Uh, and then just to get out, instead of sitting on the couch, because our worst versions when we're sitting on the couch, I went to a place called Hobby Lobby and bought fall decorations to make my place more festive because I was sick and tired of looking at the same shit. Is that what you're getting at? Is that what you're getting at? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I don't care. You know what? I'm a festive guy. I like my, uh. I like my place looking nice. I'm not a slob. And uh, I'm not one of those guys that live in an apartment with uh, a futon and a, and a TV on a on a cardboard box, you know, so I like my place looking nice. I'm, I for some reason, I picture you going there either dressed as an Indian or a construction worker with jorts or a policeman. Hmm. I feel like any one of those ensembles would be appropriate for. Actually, for I had the- jeans and flannel on just like, you know, you would wear anywhere. So I was actually, you know honoring you by wearing flannel and it was still like 80 degrees out a little bit but it was a light a light version so i was festive it was festive fall colors it's labor day it's september come on were you wearing a trucker hat actually i was did i have a really flat back on the back of the head no mine's more rounded since i have a back of my skull you know uh we've just described for the listeners who've never seen it the classic TRF evening wear. It's blue check flannelette, old dungarees, and a trucker hat with the mesh on the back of it. <laughs> he loves it. Day or night. <laughs> Rap, you should be wearing that at the uh, airport right now instead of your, your pilot uniform, just so you can blend in and nobody will bother you. Uh, Seattle uh, camouflage. I should, I sh- actually, I should wear that. You need I, to think you're onto, like a, I think you're onto something. Like a secret hey, agent, I, you get off the plane and have your suitcase and just break out your, your secondary costume and then... No, I think that's brilliant. I think on your next visit to Hobby Lobby and uh, Beth Bath, Beth Bad, uh, whatever it's called, Beth something and beyond. What's it called? You know what it is. Don't bullshit. No, I don't know. What, what is it called, really? I don't know. Bed, Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I think you do know, Mike. I think Never you just don't want to tell us. Never heard of it. <laughs> Uh, now besides that, 
I don't really want to get into too much of it, but yeah, the last couple of days have been pretty tough for me. And um, it, it kind of inspired this, um, this topic that we're going to do this week. Uh, I was having a rough day the other day. I sat down. Uh, I don't, I don't like to do unhealthy things anymore when I'm stressed out or I got a lot on my mind and, you know, everybody feels that. And it's just like, I just need to go out and just rage or drink or like do something crazy, man. Like I really take the time and effort to try to, uh, do something, uh, constructive, whether it's, yeah. Redecorating my place a little bit, changing some furniture around, like to get a new view. That's something. Uh, but Raph, I'm going to give you some, some kudos after you just, you know, slug me in my nuts. Um, you know, it's never really good to destroy something. It's, it's, it's better to build something, you know, whether it's a project or a relationship or like something like that. And I, I never forgot that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to redo my place a little bit. I'm going to try to do this, but I also sat down and I haven't played piano in like a year. So I started learning piano a long time ago, inspired by this guy, Cody Lee on America's got talent. And he, he won the thing, which was kind of cool because Annie has listened to him and we've talked about it when Annie was here. So the piano that Annie played when you, you guys visited America, I was sitting here just playing for, I don't know, maybe two, three hours, but it was very, it was very um, therapeutic just sitting here playing and focusing on the keys and listening to the music and it all, it all coming together. It was just really nice. And uh, so I, I kind of just been doing that uh, in a healthy way and channeling some pretty strong emotions and stuff that I was going through instead of going out and being an idiot and irresponsible. So that was kind of my last few days. Um, you know, that's about as deep as I'll get into it right now, but uh, yeah. There's something to be said when you have like a room in your house, you can get pretty good. You know, like most people have got like a bit of paint peeling or some bit of dust over there or a cupboard that they're not happy with and stuff. And if you take the time and you devote yourself like just, it doesn't have to be expenditure of money, but just getting stuff squared away, exerting a bit of control over environment and bringing a bit of order in. Like we're all about pushing back the chaos here. And like what you're doing there, you know, just like sprucing your joint up and making it, just doing something different and making it so that you're happy there. Because we spend a lot of time in these places and that, that five minutes of sort of, you know, looking across the room and seeing something you're not happy with can sort of grate on you and it adds up. Like it's a lot of time over time that it can add up to. So like taking the time to do something positive, like we can all do it in our room, like the sock drawer, you know, you open the sock drawer and if it's, if it's a little military set of smiley faces smiling up at you, like you have to in the Australian army, you know, Melon's a happy dude, but he looks down and he sees that. And if it's chaos and there's just left a thousand left socks in there, and there's no water, you know, like it sort of brings you down a little bit. So there can be something to be said for not even waiting to when you're feeling a bit down, but just devote yourself to bring a bit of order in your home. And yeah. you, we can all do it five minutes, 10 minutes here and there. And I'll tell you, like being honest, like I know it's funny and what Raph was getting at, like it's a good time or whatever. But, you know, my transition, what it looks like from work, like the last two weeks I've been training new guys and teaching them how to do certain techniques so they don't get killed. Like that's my conversation throughout the day is considerations, contingencies, approaches, tactics, like blah, 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 blah. So you don't get killed. Right. And sharing my experiences throughout my career. And like, that's my mindset is I'm teaching, I'm teaching young 
commandos how to do jobs and how to like get into places and 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 do the worst of things to bad people. And then I come home and it's just my my own little place. And yeah, I need that balance. I need to change. Like I like coming home and like seeing my place decorated a little bit for a holiday or a mood or something to take me away from that mindset, you know? Like I can't I can't hold that mindset every damn minute of the day or I'm just going to lose my mind and my 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 person is going to degrade you know so I do need that balance you know like it's funny to make fun of it it's good and like yeah I like Hobby Lobby and it's Bed Bath and Beyond asshole but uh (laughs) (laughs) but uh hey Christopher Walken worked there all right I don't want to hear it but uh no but it's important to have that balance and it's okay you know I'll admit it I don't care like I feel confident saying that because I know who I am, what I do and my character. So like, you know, I don't really wear pink, but if I did, like, what is somebody going to do and come up to me and be like, Oh, you're, you know, you're a pussy. I'm like, Oh really? Please point out one thing where I am like, yeah, good luck. You know, I I'm confident in who I am and what I'm doing. So it's like, I know I need that balance and I, I pursue it. And I, I, I bring and getting it your home, life. getting your home squared away. Like, it just gives you a platform to, to get out and attack the day. Like you can leave the house in a state of calm, having woken up in somewhere where there's order and we're always out into the chaos, you know, like some really, like I, I really, I take my hat off to you for what you do every day, Mike, and you really are out there in, in the most, I mean, people can imagine, right, what you do. And so to have the home like a sanctuary to return to, like I've heard about this, like like for kids, that that a place where they can play, you know, that stuff is away, they feel the order. I've heard it described as a walled, walled garden, like the Garden of Eden, that the chaos is on the outside and there's a safe place, and that that's one of the key things that fathers bring is creating a, a space that's safe for children to play in. And if you think historically over the ten thousand generations of humans, you know, there was took tigers and lions and bears and you know, predators and whatnot. So it was rare to have a place that was actually safe. Yeah. And that <clears throat> island like said, of calm. Yeah, like you said, it's a sanctuary. And if you're if you're coming home, like like I, I know what I do is ooh, uh, challenging or whatever to the to the public. Great. But don't compare what you do to my job. I mean, no, I'm not saying you guys, but everybody. Like we should never compare. Yeah. Your, your hard versus my hard or whatever. Like there are people who just work nine to five every day and have kids at home and multiple other stressors that I don't. And their life to them is way harder. Uh, but when you come home and that's your sanctuary, like you said, it should be a feeling of relief. It should be of like, ah, you know, I can just let go and just kind of just be myself. And you shouldn't have to come home and be like, oh my God, like, look at this place. It's a mess. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to deal with this person. I have to do all these things. You know, it shouldn't be like that. And if it is, you got to make changes, change your furniture around, redecorate, do change it up. Like you need something fresh in in there. And uh, before the show, we were kind of talking, but you need to reestablish the positive energy within your home or a room or something like that. Uh, so you feel it like we're, it's kind of weird how that works, but energy does exist within a room or a house or with other people. And it's like, okay, this isn't, this feels uneasy. I need, I need to change it and then change it. So even Superman had the friggin' palace of fortitude, you know, solitude or whatever. Right? Yeah. 
an analogy there. Was it in that ice ice cage of his? Yeah. Are we talking like Christopher Reeve Superman? Like that that yeah. one? That's the oh, only one. That's the only one that counts, Tia. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That that that, that is a true statement, sir. So I definitely you know, agree. An, arch- an archetype getting out there into the world, but that's all of us. And like, no joke. That's you know. Michael knows if I ever say, hey, who are you going to marry, son? And he just won't even look up from his computer game and go, an organized woman, dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's been beaten into him. That just the, the the place of order. I mean, you've been here, Ralph. It's just like it's a lovely space inside. And I see that your place, you know, over the over the uh, the tubes, over the bloody interwebs when we talk. It's There's something really important about having that and coming home to it when you got to then go out and get get after it and all everyone's the same wherever it is that you're living you can take five or ten minutes a day just to bring order to it so that you're happy there you feel you feel those positive vibes that mike's talking about yeah so you want to maybe introduce the overall topic on what we're sort of thinking about today mike i know that you know you had you had a video that you you saw that sort of hit home to you oh yeah yeah, so the last couple of days, lots of emotions, different things going through my personal life. And, you know, like I talked about, like, just sitting around kind of living in it. Uh, that's, you know, like we always talk about, we we know what's right, but sometimes it's harder to do. And I definitely had some moments over this weekend where I was on the couch and I was just, thoughts were consuming me and just old emotions, memories, like different things, like what's going to happen in the future, kind of everything. And, uh, my, my friend, uh, Jess, she was a, she was a Marine and we, we were, uh, way back in the day, we were like sea cadets together. Right. And her dream was to be a Marine and mine was, you know, to go on and do what I do. And, um, she, she kind of like reached out to me and, uh, she sent me this video that I've probably watched like 50 times. So just to set it up with this topic is it's talking about value and remembering your value uh, throughout life. So in this video, and we'll probably post it. Maybe I, I think it's on the story right now, but maybe we'll put it on, a, on as a reel. But there's a guy and he brings up this young lady and uh, he has a $20 bill and he goes, hey, do you want $20? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And he's like, OK, he's like, what happens if I fold it? He goes, you still want it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And he goes, how about if I fold it again? And she, and you still want it? Yes, yes, I do. And he goes, puts it in his hand and just crumbles it up and squeezes it into a tight little messy ball. And he holds his hand out and it's there. And he goes, you still want it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Throws it on the ground and starts stomping on it. And like viciously stomping on it, beating the hell out of this $20 bill on the floor, rolling it around and whatever. He picks it back up and he goes, you still want it? And she goes, yeah. He goes, because it never lost its value. And that just really was a wonderful symbolic message. And that hit me hard. Uh, I thought it was something that we could talk about because I think everybody can relate to it. I know everybody can relate to it. And uh, sometimes I think we really beat the crap out of ourselves thinking about our value, uh, what we deserve, what we don't deserve, or what we think. And sometimes that can be the catalyst to driving us down a hole that we don't want to go into. uh, That's going to rob us of gratefulness, happiness, and some other situations that could be, you know, extremely beneficial to our life. So uh, 
Yeah, that's kind of the introduction and and what was kind of on my mind the last few days. Just a very quick definition. So value is the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. So that's a good way to just frame what we're talking about here. We're not we're not talking about money. The money was the example, but now we're talking about the importance, worth, or usefulness of something that the regard that something is held to deserve. So we're thinking about a personal nature. Yeah. Go ahead, Russ. No, I just listened to Mike talk about that. I mean, first of all, it's a powerful message. And we talked about it before we started recording, how that is literally something that every single person on earth can at some time in the day, whether it's today, tomorrow, or a week or a month from now, like, I think we just need to be reminded of that because Mike, I think you just hit it right on the head. It's, I think people lose sight of that and they, we get kind of, our thoughts get muddled or, you know, I don't know, we, maybe we get a little contorted on what we think value is. We start putting like a monetary value to it, or we start putting, um, you know, just other things that really aren't, that shouldn't be used as a, as a way to, to, to try to figure out somebody's value. But more importantly, it, it just kind of reminds me of, uh, there's a, there's a clip, like an audio clip that I, that I've heard multiple times and it's Dr. Jordan Peterson. And he, and he basically, it's a, it's a soundbite. And he says, you know, don't ever underestimate the value that you bring somebody, you know, or that, no, more specifically, he says, don't ever underestimate the value or the hole that you're going to leave in somebody when, when you disappear. You know, I think he's, and I don't know the context of it, but it sounds like he was referring to, you know, when people consider suicide or something like that, it's like, you know, before you go down that road, know that when you leave, there will be a hole in people's lives bigger than, than what you could even imagine. Right. Cause it's easy to sit there and be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a this, I'm a that, and I'm better off if I'm not even here. And he's like, that's the complete, that's a complete lie. It's, it's not just a lie. It's a massive farce because the truth is when you do leave, there's a massive gaping hole. Even if you are screwing up, even if you're, everything you're doing is wrong. There's the fact that you still have, you still hold value as a person and you still have the ability, you know, every time time passes by to, to make those changes. But the point is that you always have the ability and, and the capability to, to do something, you know, uh, like just something substantial for somebody else. So your, your value is definitely something that will be missed if for some reason you, you stop breathing or, you know, you commit suicide or uh, your life is lost. Yeah. It's, it's definitely Pretty powerful. It, it is powerful. And it's, it makes you think like, you know, I have a little tiny list here of like, what, what, what goes through my head that brings my value down? You know, and I sit there and think of like when I when I'm beating the crap out of myself and being like, I'm not a good man or I, I don't deserve this, you know, sort of thing. Like what goes through my head in particular? Uh, I, the list of, mis- you know, from last week, the list of mistakes or bad choices that I've made just are like a movie reel in my head and they just start flowing sometimes. And it's just like, oh, man, like, yeah, I really messed that up or. I should have been better in that moment and I, I messed it up and I lost that opportunity. And like, how could I do that? You know, and that, that whole cycle starts going. Um, There's a loss of a a person or or a relationship, whether it be, you know, Hey, you, 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 someone passed away, you had a terrible breakup and, and like part, part of you was the reason, 
Um, you know, and then, and then you just start going down like, well, yeah, those are all pretty bad things. I don't deserve happiness. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve, uh, anything positive that's coming my way. Like I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm a piece of shit or something like that. Um, that's pretty extreme, but, uh, I definitely think that everybody goes there at some point. Uh, you just can't help it. You're, you, you have a conscience, you're human, you have emotions, you feel things, things trigger you and it just comes up and you're like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, like that was bad. Um, and you feel guilty. There's a lot of guilt that, that goes behind that side of it. And and then what I'll call that feeling is the chains that go around your wrist that keep you from moving forward or, or doing certain things. And it's very, uh, it's very daunting once you feel those chains on you and you're like, Oh shit, like, how do I get these off? How, how do I move forward? How do I go? And for me personally, um, uh, you know, in the last couple of years of my life have been a rebirth and rebuilding and re-identifying, you know, and if I'm, oh, I am being a hundred percent honest, I usually am. It's some of those old scars that still pop up and just irritate the shit out of me when I'm in a moment of happiness or on the verge of something really beautiful or really nice. And it's just like, like it just comes back and just like grabs you. And it's like, Hey, remember me asshole, you know? And you're just like, stop, you know, and you, and you fight it, you, you fight it. You maybe at first you ignore it and you're like, nah, nah, I don't want you around. I'm better than you. But then you're, you know, you're laying in bed at night or you're watching something on TV and something pops or a phrase or a word. And you're just like, ah, creeping back in, creeping back in, you know? And it's just, that's, that's life. It's, it's never not going to, not happen right we're not perfect we can't just shut shit off um no matter how strong you are the the thought's going to come in and it's how you process it some are better at it uh some people fall off and have your weak moments that's being a human that's okay uh but just acknowledging it you know and that's basically what i'm doing now is acknowledging the process of going through it of feeling it of recognizing it trying to deal with it um so yeah just kind of reasons why it helps. Good, good. I've heard it yeah, um, I, described that that there's like that internal or external, you know, that like if we're thinking about value and that um, analogy of the money getting dirty and stomped on and uh, twisted up and so on, but the value is still in the note, it still has its value. <laughs> that, you know, life occurs and you can have external negative judgments people can say things or believe things that are bad about you but it doesn't really land and it doesn't start to impact your value until you agree with it Mm. that there's like a fatal moment when you either hear yourself making a judgment about yourself or someone else's statement and you're like yeah that's true and that's that's now the point when you know, yours, you believe your value is going down. And, and that's, that's the moment when there's neg- a negative impact occurring in your life. And it's, it's not, you know, sticks and stones may break up. bones. some dickhead in a pub you're never going to see again saying stuff to you. It just water off a duck's back. It doesn't mean anything. No one takes it, no one takes it to heart. But it's that, in, that little voice in your head that's bringing it up or hearing someone say it and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's actually true about me. And so that is now impacting your sense of value and 
your sense of worth and your sense of the regard which you think you 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 deserve. And so then, what do we do about it? And for me, these things are always they're behaviours that I've I've engaged in that I'm I feel shame for, and I want to go back and fix. And so there's like another word for that, and that's atonement. And it's at one atone, and it actually means to put something back, like to put a circle back together again, to make it at one. And what does it mean? Like, what do you got to do? And it's it's going to vary individual to individual, and the scale of the atonement is going to be in proportion to the scale of the the scale of the negative that you've done. And if there's something you've done that's minor, you might be able to rectify things pretty quick. And if it's pretty big, it might it might take a lifetime of work. You know what I mean? Like you might never get there. You might never be able to say, yeah, that's done. I've made up for that. If it's something really big, and it might be something that drives behavior for the rest of your life. But atonement is possible, you know what I mean? Like that can slice those chains and can have you back where you can hear that statement and you can be like, actually, I don't, I don't believe it anymore. Like I'm in a state where I know that I have made things right with the world. I have really dedicated myself. Yeah. Would you have Raph? Well, a couple of things. I I think um, it really, when you were speaking earlier, Mike, it just kind of reminded me of a, I was listening to Mike Tyson talk on his podcast, the hot box and he actually was pretty open with some of his guests. And he said, my worst version of myself is me sitting on a couch with my phone in my hand. And he said, I, I literally, he's like, I, I evolve into like this piece of shit because I, I start looking at social media. I'll go down the, the porn, the porn thing He's like, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm worthless to the people that I love the most. And I'm like, damn, that's powerful to one to have that much insight on yourself and i'm sure you know he's just taking inventory of everything he's been doing uh, but just to to really just be honest with yourself like that right like to just be like look my worst version of myself is on a couch with a phone in my hand because i will make the worst possible decisions right it's it's like you said you try to stay away from the bars and the drinking and the, the hooks and the blow and all that crap because it's you know it's it's destructive it doesn't build anything you're just it's going to destroy everything but anyways when you were just talking it just that like that soundbite, what I'd watched kind of came to me and said, wow, that's literally kind of along the lines of what Mike Tyson had said, you know, like he completely just openly admitted that. And I was like, that's, you know, tip of the old hat, man. That's, that's powerful. Dude, that's a massive point. Our value in society, like what, what is value in society? You know, like right now, like you look on social media and you're either a 10 with a, you know, a plastic body and, you know, injected ass fat into your lips and you all look the same, or you're a rich cut pretty boy with the perfect hair and beard. And, you know, you have a million dollars with a nice car. Like that's all you see on the algorithms of Instagram or Facebook, like everything's everything and everybody's perfect. And if you're not those things, your value immediately goes down or at least you're viewed. There's, there's a, a lot of studies I've been reading just about uh, men and women identifying with their value in today's society from younger, younger people to middle age to older uh, and looking at it. And a lot of it has to do with this social aspect of value and like, you know, what is value? You know, what, what are people these days looking at other people for and being like, that's valuable to me. Uh, 
the top three, it sucks, but are possessions, money, and the image. So the appearance of being happy, the appearance of being successful, the appearance of having a hot partner and be like, I've made it. That's, that's value today. And you, you always hear it. You hear people talk all the time. It's like, no, I, I don't want that. Those people are usually very toxic or they have confidence issues where they have to be on social media all the time. And they're trying to find their value from complete strangers that they don't even know. Right. And you hear that. But then at the same time, it's just like, what is real value? It's just like, I want somebody that just is honest with me that I can trust, that I can speak to, that it has character, that has strength, that, uh, you know, and goes down this other list. And this is like, well, why aren't you practicing it? Why are you settling for this other shit? You know, and, and it's, and it's very interesting uh, about that raft, but you know, if, if I'm being honest, like, again, I admitted, I found myself on the couch sitting there watching some, some shows, trying to be distracted a little bit until I figured out something to do. And I went down the rabbit hole and you're looking at all these other people, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm looking around and, um, people are out having a great labor day weekend. You know, they had awesome plans. They traveled, um, people playing with their kids, you know, like, how I am with kids. Like I, I would just love to go to a park and just watch kids play like not to be creepy, but my kids, you know, and just sit there I'll, and watch it. And shut up, Raph. I was <laughs> say, don't do it. That, that's not going to end well. I know, but I would, you know, my kids, if I did, is just like take them to the beach and watch them play with, you know, sandcastles and, and be a kid with them, you know? Um, that's what was going through my mind. And I don't want to be jealous. You know, I'm not, I'm not jealous of other people's happiness. Uh, a lot of my friends are having babies right now or are getting married or something like that. And it's just like, I'm genuinely happy for them. Uh, I am because they're wonderful people. They're in my circle. I know how bad they want it as bad as me, you know, just everything. I'm genuinely happy for these people and I enjoy the moment and I share it and it's great. But then like I'm sitting there and it's kind of like, <sighs> is that, is my value going to bring me to that point at some point in my life? And it, and you don't want to think that, but it, it pops its evil little ugly face in, you know, it's a little raft that peeks around the corner and uh, you know, it, it, it just kind of happens that way. If you know what I'm talking about, go ahead, Melon. It's interesting when you, um, you listed off those things of money and image and possessions, you know, and, and putting them out on social media, it's all like a status Thing. It's an overt status declaration to the rest of the world. And wealthy people have been doing it forever, you know, King Louis, the bloody 15th of France, and all the way back through human uh, society, people are transmitting these status symbols. And like for me, when I think about what I value, and that value is the word and not status, the things that you just listed as character traits, I value them more than anything else. Like you, you give me someone who, as you just described, has character, integrity, and trustworthiness. And that's someone that I'll hold on to for the rest of my life and I'll keep in my children's life. And I, like I couldn't tell you what, what, how much money you would have or possessions you'd have to give me to hand over someone like that, to give up having someone like that in my kid's life. Like you two guys. So, like the word value is really important in that in in the sentence that you 
the question that you posed at the start of the episode, like the importance, worth, or usefulness. And like, I wouldn't trade those three things for anything. Character, integrity, and trustworthiness. Like, where do you find people like that? Like, you do not find them on the street. Like, you have to manifest those virtues yourself before you're going to get anyone like that in your life. And all the photos of yourself in front of a, you know, Corvette and a, <laughs> all the fat ass fat injected in the lips, chicks, as you just said, that's a funny image, man. It's and true. Pomeranian, and Pomeranian puppies. You can't forget the Pomeranian puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of these people are doing it all on finance and everything as well. And it's all just a whole tower of BS, right? And yeah. for that for that reason, they, these people don't have anything, the substance underneath it. Right. And I would say that they themselves are the ones in a lot of cases who suffer from that feeling of a sentence going through their head that they agree with. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this external stuff to try and address it rather than, you know, character, integrity, trustworthiness, building stuff that takes a long time, dealing with problems that you caused back in the day, atoning for them and like working and moving forward. Like there's there's a lot to be said for having like just a few amazing people that you know who you like I know I could call them and they'll be there. I could tell them anything. They'd give me great advice. They've got my back. They love me, and they want what's best for me. And they're extremely competent. Yeah. Well, Melon, you brought up those those three values, you know, and we you kind of listed them off there, but you know, it kind of paints the picture when you say like, oh, this is the type of person I want to be with, or I want to be around that has that those values. And and I think instantly you think of this person that exists in your mind that they're always like that. And they're just perfect, you know, and it's, it's not really the case, right? Because going back to last week's episode, people make mistakes, People still make unhealthy choices sometimes, you know, so it's like you can know a person like that that has all those values and characters and stuff. But then it's just like one day they they have a terrible day and they make a mistake you, like you acknowledge the mistake and, and maybe you go up to this person. You're like, hey, I know you made a mistake. And they're like, yeah, I did. And I apologize. And they go through it. It doesn't change like, well, you're a piece of shit now. And like, you're never going to be around me. You, you know what I mean? No. Like everybody. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You're, everybody's always going to make mistakes. Everybody's always going to like hold something in. It's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. And then it blows up and you're like, no, I didn't want to hurt you or I didn't want to have this. And it's just like, yeah, it doesn't make you a piece of shit, but it, it makes you feel bad because it's like, man, I could have handled that better. You know what I mean? And I, th- I think that these people of value, these people with these character traits you described are the ones who are going to like, it's, it's self-correcting over time that all of us are going to spit out a, you know, a stupid, we're going to do something. We're going to listen to our worst na- nature. The, the darkness in us is going to do something stupid. All, all of us, I don't know how many times per hundred days, whatever it is more for people who are struggling with their vices and less for others, but no one's zero. And the people who've got the integrity, trustworthiness and character are going to address them. And so they're, reliably going to be operating in a state where they're in the driver's seat and they have the value and they're not listening to that voice in their head because, and they're going to be the people you want around you when you have your demons come and we're all going to have them. And these other, these other people who, you know, the fairy floss friggin' 
relationships where there's nothing of substance and nothing of value. Like, what I I don't know anyone like that. Like, I don't have anyone like that in my life. You know, I just I really hang on to the people that I meet who I know have got depth to them, and it's not because I think they're perfect, and it's not because I think I'm perfect, and I know that everyone has has demons. But it's like I trust these people to deal with themselves and get on with it. And 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 the best kind of people are really open about it. Like a conversation where you can talk about your biggest mistake. And it's <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do on a podcast, I can tell you, because we just did it last week. And and airing that stuff, it gives you distance from it and it gives you distance from the the tendency and from the voice and it gives you a bit of space to you and not to be the the terrible behavior. Yeah. Well, I, I think Melon, I think you just you kind of uh, alluded to something and I think it's pretty accurate. It's, I think one of the things that really, it's like a line of demarcation there is, you know, those people with those, those traits that Mike was referring to, you know, substance and depth and character. Those seem to be people that chase um, kind of honesty and truth, you know, versus, you know, and I'm, again, this is a general, general, uh, analogy so it's i could be way off mark but i feel like a lot of the people that are trying to trying to shoot up the rank in like the ig world or whatever whatever's you know popular like tiktok whatever's popular they're 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 not they're they're dealing in nothing but smoke and like lies and deception i mean that's really like the currency right like they're trying to it's like filter after filter after filter to hide the truth and i think the difference is you hold on to the people that are like, this is who I am. These are my shortcomings. I'm trying to fix these shortcomings now because I, I'll, you know, I would be of greater value to not just myself, but my family and, and my inner circle. And, you know, it's just, it's just that you view it differently, right? That you're not trying to, to mat- like, for instance, like you said, the last episode, we put out some, some pretty, some pretty tough stuff, right? That like, I didn't necessarily want to share, but I thought it was kind of important to share because, and it's not because, I want people to think that, that I'm a complete degenerate. It's because I think that if I could help just one person not go down that path or maybe start recognizing the signs of it, man, then I think it's worth it, right? If I can, if I can salvage an ounce of pain, that, uh, that just an ounce of what I've felt, then I think that it's absolutely worth it. And I think those, again, that's what separates us from like these people that are just constantly chasing the, the clicks and the, the, you know, with the filters and the lies and the, just peddling all that stuff. Mike. Yeah. When you do. So one thing I do is I I'm always evaluating and I know we've talked about how we evaluate our environment and the people that are around us. I don't know how I do know how you guys feel about this because we've talked about it and we're, we're very aware of each other's values and character. Uh, to me, when someone's, you know, posting this badass picture of them on social media or they post something like I am the lion or I'm this and like they're sending a message out there of like I'm strong or I'm this whatever when I look at that kind of thing it's like a front it's like this mask that they're putting on of just like I'm really hurting or this is really challenging but I'm strong and I'm you know and they're just like hunkering down and just being like I'm gonna take this full force don't take this the wrong way if you're listening and you do this, but like, I look at that as like wearing a mask and, and, and it's weakness. It's very easy to lash out. It's very easy, easy to be emotional and like post this hard, tough as nails picture. And just like, I'm this untouchable force and you'll never beat me. And it's just like bullshit. 
bullshit. I've seen some of the most elite warriors on this planet break down into, in, into little children and cry, you know, so don't feed me this bullshit about, you know, you're indestructible. Um, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to convince me at least. Um, the, the, the best traits that I look for, and I have it with you two is the power of admittance and, and knowing what's really hard and you can, and you can bring it out and talk about it. It's so uncomfortable. It's, it's daunting at times. Like last week with you guys sharing some of your personal stuff, there's not many people that are going to admit that shit. Like it sucks. And then even Melon was just like, Oh, these are the hard things we got to talk about. You know, like it, it was a sigh of relief that like we made it through it, but how therapeutic was it? Like when I see people stand up and they're like, yeah, Hey, I messed up or I made mistakes, or I've done this, or I've been a piece of shit, or whatever. It's like, wow, that, that strength, that character right there, that's value to me. That's, that's, that's showing me you have value for yourself, that you're able to admit your wrongs, and that you're trying, you're putting in the effort to correct it. You're not hiding behind it. You know, go ahead, Melon. Is that little voice, right? That little voice, agreeing with that shit statement about you in those low moments when you've gone through and you've been like, actually, I've got nothing to hide here. I've made some mistakes and you've squared your shoulders towards it. And you have gone back and had the conversations and made reparations. And now you're doing your best and you're not covering up. You're not denying, you're not repressing that little voice is not going to have anything negative to say about you. That feeling of who you are and feeling like, you know, you're not dragging any freaking skeletons around in your closet. You know, like you go to the closet and the closet is freaking, there's nothing in there, you know? The voice the voice doesn't have anything to say there. And that, that then is a feeling of value that you're referring to, Mike. You know, like Jim Rohn, a pretty famous American uh, motivational speaker and just a, a freaking thought leader for years. He had a statement around personal value and it was, Personal value is the magnet that attracts all good things into our lives. The greater our value, the greater our reward. It's talking about the esteem you hold yourself in. And if you're transmit, 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 especially on social media, because it's all in an attempt to cover up and repress and, you know, there's an inadequacy or a feeling that a person's dealing with there rather than, tidying their room or calling their mom or whatever it is they've got really to address. And your, your internal feeling of value is going to be lower. And when your internal feeling of value is strong, that voice has nothing negative to agree with. That's when the rewards are going to flow into your life. And it's going to be in the, in the form of things that you can't buy, such as friendships and relationships with people that you freaking respect and you'd walk into hell with. And what, what better thing can you have than that? Having people like that around your kids, you know, that's a Simon point. from Australia is flying out to Saudi soon. And I look forward to just parachuting that legend into my children's lives. And they've never met him before. And you just like, what, what would you pay to get a guy like that around your kids? I think, I think that's a great way to look at it. Melon is, you know, <clears throat> I don't have kids, but you know, I look at both of your kid, you know, all your kids, like, you know, I'm, I'm uncle Mike, you know, and I, I take that to heart. 
And if you ask your ask yourself the question is like, who who would I freely hand over my you know my my children to, you know, because of their value, they know their value and their character, uh, and they know what's right, and they're gonna they're gonna fight and and try to do the right things. I mean, that's why last year when you guys visited, it was it was so powerful. It meant so much to me because you trusted me. You knew that I wasn't perfect, that I've had issues that I might. But you knew my values. You knew my value. I knew my value uh, and my character. And, you know, you're handing off your two kids to like go up and 50 feet up in the trees with or take Annie out into the ocean under a wave. You know, and it's like you just trusted me because you knew who I was and and what I was about. That I wasn't faking anything. That I wasn't wearing a mask. You just truly saw me who I was. And for the first time in a long time, I needed that because I didn't feel that for a long time. You know, I felt like I was. Uh, you know, I talked about past relationships. I felt like I was just discarded. You know, like I was. I didn't have value anymore. That I was just a temporary thing or I was discarded. I didn't mean anything. And it was just, you know, and I was just shattered. So you coming back and able to hand your kids and be like, Hey man, I trust you. Like, I know your value. I know who you are and here you go. Take care of It's unmistakable for you because you know that there's no way a father would hand over a vision impaired daughter to a guy in, in significant surf, like two, two and a half meter surf, or take her up, you know, 50 feet up in a rope climb in the trees. There's no way I'd do that for someone. That's not a transmit Instagram message. There's no faking that message. Like no one could fake that. And so you know that that's 100% because of who the value that you hold for me, like who you are, it's an intrinsic thing. And it doesn't matter that you have shit times and we all have shit times and we inflict them on ourselves. It's not like you said last week about a mistake and a bad choice, right? We all, we all get unlucky and have mistakes and then we all cause hell for ourselves with our bad choices. And that's every single human being. And it doesn't matter. Like that $20 note, the value is still in it. As long as you don't believe that sentence is being said about you and the way you do it, you cut the chains by always squaring your shoulders and atoning and, and dealing with those behaviors that you've let yourself down. Ralph. I was going to say, it just sounds like you, you have a simple choice in, you know, in uh, reclaiming your value. You either live with a filter, you live without the filter, right? You either look at yourself honestly, or you, you layer on the bolt, the filter bullshits and you just, you, you act like you're a $50 bill when you're really just a crumpled, you know, little penny on the ground stuck on gum you know just like but but you you know deep down inside where it's at but uh you have to do the hard work everybody does i I think this is a great maybe way to end this is you know i always like to end with a question or something to make us all kind of think because i'm thinking it right now and we're talking about value and i think about that that example of the guy crumbling up stomping on that 20 dollar bill you know whatever and he kept asking the girl hey you still want it you still want it you still want it why did she want it she wanted what it could provide her right she knew that that could provide food comfort things for maybe her her family her kids 
something like that. It was offering her opportunity to maintain or grow, right? That's why she wanted it so bad. She's like, I don't care if it's dirty. I don't care if it's beat up. I don't care if it's been through hard times. Like I still want it because it can bring me value too and, and comfort and all these other things. Okay, great. The question that's in my head is who in my life, who in your life, the listeners, you know, look at them and be like, what value do they bring me? Are they still worthy of like what they're doing? You know, because no matter what happened to that person, they've been beaten down. They've been, they've been, you know, crushed. They've been gutted. They've been heartbroken. They've been through addiction, whatever. Are they still trying? Are they still acknowledging that they're going through it? That, Hey, I have been stomped on. I have been my heart broken. I have gone through hard times, but I'm here right now and I'm fighting the good fight to, you know, maintain being a good person. Like I, I know my faults and, and we talked about, they're showing their strength and admitting what they're, where they've been and what they're going through versus just, Oh no, I'm perfect. And look at me and I'm the shiny object. And then you, if you get with me, everything's going to be perfect and fine and live a dream life and all that bullshit, you know, it's very easy to see. So basically what I'm asking is take a look at the, these people around you in your life, in your circle, ask them what their value is to you. All right. Are they the $20 bill that no matter what happens to them, you, you're always going to want them around because of their, their true value. And what they can bring to your life and add to your life and add to your value? Or are they just some shiny ass penny that's on the floor trying to act like they're this $50 bill that they can offer you all this shit, but it's all fake, right? That there's no, there's no meaning behind it. There's no character behind it. There's no anything really think about that. I know, I know I'm going to, and be honest about a lot of things, which I need to. So uh, I'll leave it with that, with that, with that question. A oh, good one, Mike. So value the regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth or usefulness of something. And uh, yeah, great question you asked tonight, Mike. Thanks for sharing that with us. And Tio, you, you know, you haven't even left work yet and much respect, honestly, for getting off your plane, literally finding the closest thing to sit on, which happened to be a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, like no shit, we're making it work three corners of the earth. And uh, we, the three of us get a huge amount out of these uh, conversations and we really appreciate feedback, reviews, star ratings and sharing out there because the further we can spread it, the more we can help. And until next weekend, take care.